Hello, 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 and happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you all. And welcome back to another powerful information-packed episode on Ready, Set, Real Estate. You know, I was thinking it just feels so far in between now when I come online uh, because currently I'm not doing, you know, the Shift Your Thinking Daily series, which normally I'm online every single day. I am gearing up for an amazing 2020. I shouldn't say gearing up. I've already mapped it out. So it's happening. It's happening. I do want to do some announcements. First, shout out, first and foremost, my family and my friends for supporting me, my wild ideas. Listen, I love you, love you, love you to the moon and back. Um, I also want to say a happy belated birthday to my mother. Hello. Even though, of course, I was with her and we celebrated her birthday. She um, had a birthday earlier uh, this year. She's a January born baby. And so I wanted to shout out my mom. Love her. Love her. Love her. So mom, I love you. If you're tuning in, um, she tunes in from time to time on Facebook and she shares my stuff. And I absolutely love and adore her. I mean, I love my family, period. So that's just that's just in me, in me. Um, today's topic comes in light of the fact that it is January 7th. And of course, um, without disclosing, you know, who, who, what, where, how, and why, I already have um, experienced learning the loss of uh, some people, um, which would be about now my fifth, uh, if I attended all funerals, it would be my fifth funeral. And today is just January 8th. And so condolences to those of you who um, have shared with me your loss. And of course, condolences to my own family. We also had a recent loss as well. And um, in light of that, I wanted to circle back and have this topic about probate and trust sales. So a little bit of the estate planning, the pre-needs um, conversation that we know needs to happen, especially because I was out in the field earlier this week and it came up. And so I wanted to make sure we, we revisit it. I mean, this is something absolutely we need to revisit, revisit, revisit until you get it. All right. So shout out to our radio podcast listeners who are subscribed on Ready, Set, Real Estate on all your favorite radio podcast platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, Breaker, CastBox, on and on and on. Uh, this show also is airing live on YouTube as well as Facebook Watch. So want to say thank you, thank you, thank you all for tuning in. <laughs> thank you. Episode seven of season six, six, not sick. I feel sick though. I, I kind of feel sick. I did a workout today and um, I feel a little bit of pressure in my head. So I don't know after because I ate too late, which is probably that I ate, too, I worked out, I ate too late and I haven't been drinking enough water today. So I will take care of my body. Absolutely need to check in and take care of my body. Um, logistics, logistics. If you're tuning in on the live, please make sure you hit that share button. Drop your comments down below. Let's. This is a live show so that we can engage, connect, and you get your questions answered, and you get to share your experiences um, as as a place and a, a safe space and a place for us to have the real estate conversation. My goal with Ready Set Real Estate has always been to bring real estate as part of the dinner table, the breakfast table, the lunch table. Uh, the brunch table. My son just learned um, what brunch meant meant today. So I think it's going to be like his favorite type of meal because it's my favorite type of meal. I, I'm like the person that'll have breakfast whenever, like, you know, because breakfast is like breaking your fast. So if you break your fast at one o'clock, then that's breakfast for you. And so anyway, <laughs> so you just, Complete, complete tangent right now on that. 
All right, so logistics, uh, be sure to share, drop your comments down below. If you're catching this on the replay, albeit YouTube or the radio podcast, or of course, Facebook Watch, please drop a comment down below, hashtag replay. That way I know you're tuning in and um, it allows me to just kind of circle back to the comments. Um, if you're engaging, that way I can get your questions answered as well. Um, you will see down below here, the scroll bar is announcing that our our first Ready, Set, Real Estate webinar of 2020. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yo, I'm feeling so pumped right now. I love doing this. I love having the show. Um, shout out to Elena um, from Boothbid. Had a great conversation, just kind of catching up with my sister girl. And, uh, you know, I love that she was like, listen, you know, stick with the podcasting, stick with it, stick with it. Um, definitely reach out and get your sponsorships, you know, get your sponsorships game up. And absolutely, she was absolutely right. So excited about that. So if you're listening and tuning in and you want to um, collaborate, right, you want to be a sponsor to the show, please send me a DM or email me at hello, 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 hello at Ready, Set, Real Estate Club dot com. Okay. I have that email in the caption in the comments. So make sure if you are seriously interested in sponsorship to get your knowledge product or service plugged in on the radio podcast and on the lives or on the replays, Hey, this is what it's for is really to collaborate. Um, I am working with those within my farm or my neighborhood and my community that have businesses. I will be rolling out our featured um, businesses and lists, just a way to support our small businesses, a way to help people get their message out there in a different forum, such as podcasting. So I'm really excited about that. And we will be doing that. So coming soon, coming soon. All right. So let's see here. All right. So logistics is good. We are good on logistics. So let me do this actually. I'm so used to the music that I forgot I had it on. So let's just fade that out so you can hear the sound of my voice. You can hear the sound of my voice. And um, let's do this right now. All right, cool. All right, I trust um, outside of those who are grieving and going through some true losses and um, you know that, that hardship right now, uh, during this time. My condolences, uh, again, goes out to you and your family. For those of you who have shared with me about your losses and expressed to me, you know, what you're experiencing going through. So heartfelt condolences and prayers and strength during your time um, uh, at this time, of course. And same goes for my own family as well. With that being said, today's topic, we are going to be discussing probates and trust sales. Why? because it's a conversation that just needs to be the normal conversation. It comes um, again at the time where I you know, see people experiencing losses of you know, breadwinners, of homeowners and of matriarchs and patriarchs of the family. And you know, ultimately we know that those people are operate as the glue, as the glue to the family. And when they transition and they move on, if they don't outline what their wishes are, if they don't outline what the estate planning should be, what the pre-needs should be, it sometimes can be stressful, confusing, conflicting, um, uh, I would say even violent at times, um, very depressing. So there's a, there's a whole bunch of emotions that are wrapped into it that the family has to deal with the aftermath, which is what did the, he or she want, right, uh, to do with the house, or what did he or she want about you know, their bank accounts? What did he or she want about, you know, their, um, the family heirlooms? What did he or she want regarding X, Y, Z? Just fill in the blank, right? What did he or she want? And so if you're a person like me, that's either, you know, the eldest in the family, or you're the person that tends to be responsible for the, the posthumous, which means after death, right? If you're the person that's responsible for the posthumous family matters or family business, then this is the conversation for you. I want to say shout out to the people that have called me literally. I did a conference last, 
I can't believe it's been more than a year. I didn't do it last year. So it was the We Buy Black convention. I was one of the speakers um, in 2018 out in Atlanta. So I wasn't returning a uh, returning speaker last year. I personally opted not to travel. I, I just really wanted to work on foundational things. I really wanted to um, focus on Ready, Set, Real Estate because it, it Ready, Set, Real Estate has grown offline to also has grown online from online to offline where we're doing trainings and workshops and you know i i'm expanding that vision so i scale back on travel and i just wanted to focus and in that there were some people that i connected with at that convention that really valued what i said and i'll share with you what i said <laughs> you don't have to pay for the message um, because i think it's important honestly and so that message was that for everyone who's doing the talks of legacy and wealth building, that's essentially two things. Two things, real estate and life insurance. Um, legacy and wealth building. Of course, I'm not excluding diverse, diversifying your portfolio with stocks and bonds and of course, um, uh, cryptocurrency and all those other things, right? I, I'm not, saying don't do those things but in terms of land and life <laughs> land and life ownership with the right life insurance policy you can buy more land right and depending on how you strategically leverage the land you can buy more life insurance policy also as well that is cyclical and symbiotic Real estate and life insurance is cyclical and symbiotic. The tools that protect those assets when properly set up is done through estate planning. So full disclaimer, by the way, before I jump into this whole full message, right? <laughs> Lisa is not an attorney. I'm not a tax advisor. Okay, so please consult the respective and appropriate professionals for legal advice, tax advice, and um, to deal with your specific estate planning needs. All right, so that's getting a split estate planning attorney, get a real estate attorney, get a tax advisor. And I always talk about your top five. Who is your top five? Me as a professional operate as one of those top five for you, just as one of your top five. The other four requires you, I'm gonna do it this way so you can see my pretty painted nails. <laughs> the other four requires you to do your research and homework to connect with your other top five advisors, right? So um, let me see, I actually wanted to change my view. Okay, cool. So with that being said, connected with um, just amazing people. I mean, people who were new to the, to the conversation of real estate, that's what I absolutely love about, <laughs> probably gonna laugh at myself, when I go back and review this video because of the faces or the facial expressions I'm making. For those of you who are tuning on the radio podcast, you can't see my face, obviously, you can hear my voice. Um, and you know, you can feel my energy. I'm excited, I'm giddy. Uh, I'm also in a in a space of peace because I'm grateful for my my mission, I'm grateful for my purpose, and I'm stepping into that, you know. So I'm what you hear is me really owning my talents, you know, really owning that what I do is an educator, as an educator, right? And it's funny because I come from a family of educators and I didn't realize that I would end up being an educator in real estate. So with that being said, um, connected with the people at the convention and that's what I said, I shared with them. And so there were people in the audience that had great questions and they were asking me about recommendations for life insurance, you know, what life insurance? And I said, well, one, I'm not getting paid to promote a life insurance company, number one. Um, I once upon a time was life and health licensed, so I'm privy and experienced with knowing how life insurance policies works, the different types of life insurance policies. And there are some that is just on protection for short-term period. There's some that is um, for permanent, right? A longer period. And there's some that is strategically done for estate planning and legacy building. Like there is a, um, what we call an eyelid, an insurance, um, irrevocable tr insurance trust, an irrevocable, irrevo it's an eyelid, 
irrevocable living insurance trust. When I learned of that type of insurance policy, I said, yo, this is next level. When I saw the amount of life insurance put together within such a policy, we're talking about 10 million, $20 million. And when you see people's families for generations are set up, generations, right? This is my kids, 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 kids is going to be good. That's because of using tools like the eyelid, right? So eyelid, if you're tuning in, I-L-I-T, you can look into it. Um, and there's levels to it, just like real estate insurance has levels to it. And so eyelid is one of the um, important tools in terms of legacy planning and building, uh, estate planning. And then there is real estate where you have strategic tools like trusts and LLCs and corporations that protects the entity. You know, real estate is operating as a business. If you have various portfolio, if you have more uh, real estate properties. Um, and so it, again, get with the team if you have that. So I wanted to, it brings me to the point that the people had great questions. And so, you know, they were asking me, you know, what, what life insurance I recommended or, you know, and they were asking me about real estate, you know, and what really amazes me that because I'm in the industry, I see many agents always posting about workshops and down payment program, agents and lenders, right? Down payment programs, workshops and how to's. And so sometimes from my point of view, I say, oh, you know, everyone is sharing this information. It's, it's out there. Everyone knows. And that is the biggest misconception or the biggest incorrect assumption about that. Because when I attended this conference, um, people were not aware about first time home buyer programs or down payment assistance or grant programs. They weren't privy to that. And so that's why I come back and I share on this platform. I do it in the webinar format. And we have an amazing schedule, by the way. If you haven't checked out the 2020 webinar schedule, do so. If you haven't joined as a loyal supporter, which gives you access to the webinars, the discounts, the merch, just everything, just so you can have your own um, support group or a space and a place for you to learn real estate. I mean, there's tons of information out there. And so that's kind of what I think is the pro and the con, uh, pro and cons to the internet is that there's so much information. However, discerning which information is accurate, true and accurate um, is the challenge for most people because if it looks shiny, it's painted, you know, it's painted pretty, it sounds correct, sounds correct, right? Um, people make that assumption. So I'm always an advocate of always stressing about due diligence, due diligence, due diligence, do your due diligence, do your research, et cetera, et cetera. So at this conference, which is great. Hey, CJ, how are you? Um, hey, Mark, how, how, how are you guys? Um, so while at this conference, one of the things that I was sharing was those two important um, aspects of legacy and wealth building is the real estate and is the life insurance, right? Those two go hand in hand. Like I said, they're symbiotic. So now that was 2018 and I completely, um, you know, got disconnected with one of the women. I was actually able to successfully help one of the attendees. She owned property in New York, referred her out to a team of attorneys and a realtor out of New York that got her set up, got her assets together, right? Get it, got her assets together, which is what I'm saying to you today, to you, if you're the responsible person, to you, if you're the homeowner, if you, you, if to you, get your assets together, okay? Because like I'm sharing, it's January 7th. And if I attended everyone's funerals, I would be at five funerals and I'm already in, January 8th. And so that just, again, brings to perspective that when life happens, ish happens, you've got to be prepared. Because one thing we do know that's sure is death and taxes, right? Um, so yeah. Um, so wanted to definitely let you know that I was able to, and she was on my mind, 
she called me today and she said her granddaughter, she had my card. And again, she was out in Atlanta. She called me and, you know, she was looking for solidifying. She's an older lady. And she says, look, and it, it's amazing how hard it is for people to say, um, you know, I want to do this before I go, right? No one wants to have that conversation of before I go, before I die, when I die. Uh, that's why when I consult with people or I speak with you here, I'm not saying a, if you die, I'm saying when you die, when you die, when you physically leave this vessel. Because when I connect with a lot of people and they say, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't need anything with real estate. I don't want to do anything with real estate, right? And they feel like they don't want to connect with me. And, and this is for you agent professionals, you industry professionals. You have an obligation, a responsibility, and a duty to paint the picture to people as to why they need your services, why they need your expertise, right? Because they're going to give you the rebuttals all the time because they think you're there just to sell their home. But one of my biggest response to that, their rebuttal of, feeling like they don't need my services, I say, well, great. That means you have a living trust in place because um, you do know one thing's for sure. You can't take the real estate with you. When I say that, that immediately changes their attitude, that changes the conversation. And you've got to be the one to hold firm and say, pop that bubble and say, listen up. If you don't do anything about it, you better, you better bet that the state already has it planned for you, okay? They already have that planned out for you. And so again, as industry professionals and experts, it is your responsibility to bring awareness to people and let them know because most people, they buy their home, they pay their mortgage and that's it. Sometimes if it was a stressful experience, that's all they wanna do. They don't even wanna talk to another agent. They don't wanna see another lender. <laughs> They don't want to, that's it. They just want to be done with it. And so again, if you're a person who's an advocate, and this is why I share with you all on this platform, there's a difference between an, someone who advocates home ownership versus home retention. I advocate home retention. I'm, I'm, I distinguish myself in that I'm not just a home ownership advocate. I'm a home retention advocate because there's levels to this, right? We don't acquire the real estate just so that, you know, it's short term and we got a roof over our head, but you've got to really be there as an expert to provide the tools and resources for people to understand what huge responsibility they have when they do real estate acquisition, all right? And part of the real estate acquisition is um, properly setting up, the getting set up on title. Um, <clears throat> I had this great, great, um, I scanned it. Oh my goodness. I actually want to do this. So uh, I'm actually going to uh, set it up real quick. I took a great picture of it. Actually, I'm going to bring it up. Um, and so not giving you legal, legal advice, but one of the things that's important and my industry professionals know this. Of course, if I have any title reps that tune in, you definitely can help here. But people don't realize that you're making a decision about your death at the time of purchase. I'm going to let that marinate. For those of you who are thinking about acquiring real estate, those of you who have real estate, you have decided what is happening to your real estate at the time of purchase. Mm. CJ, if you're tuning in, can you guess when they're making that decision? <laughs> can you guess when they are making that decision? It is at time of purchase, specifically when, right? Because most people, you know, are like, oh, you know, popping bottles and getting the keys. I'm really excited. But did you know you're actually making a decision about your real estate um, for when you die, what is going to happen? What is going to happen? And while you think about that, just really think about this. And it gives me time to pull it up because um, I want to share it with you. That way you have a visual 
And I got this from a client who I'm a notary as well. So and that was my first entrepreneurial business and still hold my notary license. And I was notarizing the living trusts and power of attorney, advanced healthcare directive and all the estate planning documents for this client. And in those documents, they had an outline of how to take title um, in your real estate property. And so taking title comes in various forms and how you take title affects or impacts how that property is transferred to the next generation, to the next person, to the next spouse, children, charity. You get it? So um, here it is here. So what I'm going to do is I can actually share this and I'm going to do that shortly. I'm going to share this because I'm because I'm because I'm going to use the, the this as a teaching moment. And I just thought about it right now and I felt like it'd be great to, to have a visual so you guys can see this, but it's very important. Yes. CJ says vesting. So CJ is um, family man, your realtor, right? So shout out and a uh, huge supporter of the nonprofit Real Estate 100 Youth Foundation. And so, yes, it is investing. And it's that section and in the California contracts, that would be around page six of 10. And it talks about vesting that the buyer is required to state before they close escrow how they're taking title. We can't make that decision for you as industry professionals. Escrow cannot make that decision for you. Title cannot make that decision for you. And as a matter of fact, they are very clear with saying seek legal advice. Seek legal, legal advice on how you take title. And that's that's one of the things that, you know, it's it's always surprising to me. I got this document open, so um, it's it's really surprising to me that it's not something I often hear people speaking heavily about because this is where legacies are created <laughs> in that contract. This is where legacies are created, right in that contract. So you're absolutely right. It's vesting. Okay. So the good news is I'm bringing up this document right now and I'm going to go ahead and blow it up on my screen. That way we have it. And then I'm going to do a screen share for you all. So for those of you who are tuning in on the radio podcast, you definitely can check out the youtube.com slash LA super agent. So you can have a visual of it. Um, as a matter of fact, I think I'm going to email this to loyal supporters. That way you guys have it as part of your arsenal. Um, as your toolbox. Also, for those of you who are members of Property Owners EDU, you will also get this um, as well. See, you know, I'm always looking out for you guys. I'm always looking to see how I can share. So let me do my screen share right now. And um, I want to share this document right here. Boom. Okay, so here it is right here. So, um, we are talking about probate and trust sales right now. And let me just bring it up here. So I want to, it says, how do you hold title to your real property? Again, this is within the context of talking about probates and trust sales. I haven't even touched on that yet because we're talking about title. Title is what's going to ultimately determine that when you die, not if you die, right? When you die, how you, how you took title is going to determine whether we as real estate professionals, if your family or the heir or beneficiary has to sell or decides to sell, the way you took title is going to determine whether it's going to be a probate sale, which means you died in test, you, you died without a living trust. Um, there was no one else uh, 18 years and older added to the title which means it will have to be subject to the probate code. And if you died with a will, 
of course, the courts and the attorneys and the administrators are going to have to then pretty much make sense of your will. And one thing I've always remembered in my real estate, my very early career of real estate and my principles, I mean, a dynamite real estate broker um, who, who said this, that people who create wills on their own, especially if real estate is involved, create more of a mess um, for themselves or for the families, because now the courts have to make sense of what you wanted. So again, you know, it's great to take one, take it one step further and create a will, but it's also even better if you take it one next step further and get a, just get a living trust. Okay. And we're going to talk, talk about that shortly. All right. Um, so CJ says me too. What was the me too question? Um, me too. <laughs> I missed that. Oh, you want this too? I'll email it to you. You're, you're good. <laughs> I, I think, I think we, I think we all should have it. Um, I know different title companies have their version, but I, I got this in, I asked the client if I could take a picture of this. It was in his um, estate planning packet. And I said, this is brilliant. This is that brilliant. So yes, you can have the vesting doc. I will send it to you. <laughs> you don't, if you don't ask, you don't get, right? If you don't ask, you don't get. All right, cool. So here you have it. Um, as I was saying with the probate, so depending how you take title, your property ends up going subject to probate and the court. And that's easily, um, gosh, I mean, the percentage of fees is based on the value of the estate. So percentage of the probate fees, that's attorney and court costs, is based on the value of the estate, not even factoring real estate broker commissions. You hear me? And so that's anywhere from, uh, 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 and it's fixed by the state, by the way. Hello, hello, did I did I say that? The court fees for probate are fixed. They're already set. It's not negotiable. Broker fees, negotiable. Probate fees, non-negotiable. They're fixed and set by the state based on the value of the estate, all right? And this is why I say to people easily, you can spend up to $25,000 off the top when you are probating an estate. You wanna pay 25,000 as a family to deal with the real estate or the probate of that estate, or you wanna invest 1,500 to $3,000 in getting a living trust. That's easy math to me, but in, in any case, some of you might not understand it. So let's, let's dive in here just so that we can really um, get it. So, all right, cool. I did it too big. Whoa. All right, cool. Here we go. So how do you hold title to your real property? Sole and separate property. It says upon the death of the owner, his or her ownership interest is transferred to his or her heirs. If no will, that's called intestate. If you pass away without a will, that's called intestate. Transfers is to the next of kin. Probate proceedings required. That's how probate becomes lengthy because now the courts and the attorneys, uh, not the court, but the attorney administrating the state or, or helping the, the next of kin, they've got to do their due diligence and locate the next of kin. Um, if you've never sat, CJ, if you've never sat in probate court, I recommend you 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 do it. If you're an industry professional, even if you're a fam, if you're a person who has to be responsible for something like this, go down to your local court, find the probate department, and go sit in and hear the proceedings. Um, I sat in one last month, and I do this out of experience, so I can gain knowledge, I can gain experience, so I can learn more, so I know what's happening. Um, I sat in one last month in a probate proceedings. There were 10 family members in courts, all declaring interests as an heir to the estate. Um, the court was sold there. The buyer was there and the buyer was an investor uh, and they were purchasing this property. And you had the next of kin. There was 10 heirs there. And they were all, the, the judge called every single one of them, like roll call. 
roll call. They were all there. So the proceeds ended up being split, right? All right. It says if there is a will, if a will is left, then transfer is to the named beneficiaries probate proceeding is still required. So did you hear me? For those of you who think I've got a will, I'm good. I've got a will, I'm good, doesn't suffice when it comes to real estate. If you have real estate, if you have a will and you only have personal properties, you've got some clothes and some jewelry and different things, you might be good, right? But if you have real estate, a will alone is not going to suffice and court proceedings is required. So sole and separate property with no will, not the best situation. Okay. You will be subject to probate. Tenants in common upon the death of one tenant, his or her shares transferred to his or her heirs, not the surviving tenant transfers either by will or in test succession next to kin and probate is required. Did you see that again? Probate is required. Um, it's funny. I actually did this as a webinar. So since I remembered I did this as a webinar, I'm not going to go through this whole thing right now, but I will lit, I will call off the types of vesting. And that's what we call these vesting. This is how you're taking title. When you acquire real estate before you close escrow, you are determining how you're taking title. When you determine at that time in your living, breathing, cognizant mind, you're making a decision as to what is going to happen when you die. This is why the team recommends, unless you already know what you want to do, seek legal advice, talk with an attorney, right? I talked about that. Get your top five. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. So cool. CJ says, uh, sounds like my last probate deal, LOL, 10 to 11 heirs. Oh, joy. Um, my question was, did they get along? You know, how long? Oh, please chime in. CJ, chime in. As a matter of fact, if you even want to, if you even want to jump on and have this conversation with me, listen, you are welcome to. Um, you are welcome to to do that. And let's hear about your experience. I just dropped the join link. And um, if you want to come on the live. You can join us and tell us about your probate experience because I, I I would really like for people to hear this. Um, I don't go too much into it, but, um, you know, people, uh, depending on <laughs> whether the heirs are getting along, right? Um, sometimes everyone has their own real estate broker, their own attorneys. Um, it's really complicated, complex, but it gets done ultimately. So I invite you, if you want to jump on the live, if you are in uh, show mode, you're welcome to come on and I'll bring you on. Okay. So joint tenancy, tenancy is the other one. Community property, typically husband and wife, right? And community property with rights of survivorship. Yes, there is a difference. All right. So um, this is courtesy um, of, who is this? Oh, that's cool. Courtesy of Angie Waltson, Esquire on South La Brea. Very good. Oh, that's perfect. That <laughs> lets me give somebody a call. I do have real estate attorneys that I work with as well. So, but that was good. All right. So here's the thing, right? Problems with plans which attempt to avoid probate without a living trust. Um, assets and joint tenancy of community property with right of survivorship, which means husband and wife. Upon death of first spouse, property transfers to surviving spouse. Upon surviving spouse death, Property passes to his or her heirs, excluding the other spouse's children or heirs. Did you hear that? That's where drama is created is it goes to the spouse. And when he dies, he or she dies, it goes to their children, not to the children of the first owner. And that's why, again, you got to do this state planning if you want to make sure this is done correctly, right? Um, adding a child to title as an owner, child signature required when property sold to refinance. So for those of you who are adding children 18 years and up, do you know that every time you want to make a decision about the property, the child now who has ownership interest has to sign. 
has to sign and agree to the property being sold, has to be has to sign and agree to the property being refinanced, has to sign and agree to the property getting a reverse mortgage. Okay. Child may force the sale of the property. Mm, I talked about this last time calling love and home ownership. I talk about partition sale. Listen, I, I give you so much game. It's, it's crazy. So he says, um, so CJ says, uh, it was long enough to close. He says long enough to close, but got messy at the end. No bueno. Um, he says, I'm in target with 1%. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's just your 1% battery chiming in. I appreciate you supporting wholeheartedly too, tuning in and learning some stuff. Um, and he says, one brother broke another's car window. This is CJ, this is a real estate professional, telling us about his probate sale experience. And again, it's one of the reasons why I enjoy this business is because the temperament of each transaction is reflective of the people in it. You hear me? The temperament of each transaction is reflective of the people in it. If you're a cool, calm, collected person, guess what? Your transaction will be cool, calm, and collected. If you are popping off, you got drama, you got strife, you're angry all the time, you're mad, guess what? Your transaction is gonna be that way too. It's just mirroring back what you have to offer, what you are invoking in that transaction, okay? So this is a good one. Um, look at here, subject to Medi-Cal claim, I'm going to hold this um, because I'm actually going to be doing a topic on Medi-Cal and real estate. Very important, very important. But let me read here what it says. It says this property is not in a trust and there is a Medi-Cal usage during lifetime. Then at death, Medi-Cal will make a claim for reimbursement. Hello. Hello. That was major right now real estate is going to be subject to a re reimbursement of the Medi-Cal claim if the property is not in the trust, in a trust at time of death. All right. So we want to shout out to Chris Angela, Angie Walston Esquire here in the greater LA area for sharing this information, um, or I'm borrowing this information from her who was um, shared with a client. And I felt like it was absolutely valuable and worth us to have this conversation. Um, with that being said, in terms of not dealing with probates and dealing with a trust sale, now you want to sell the property through, it gets sold through a trust, which is a living trust, right? The property at the time of death or the homeowner's time of death was in a living trust, which means the trust acts as, an, as, as its own entity and it carries out the wishes and the plans that the trustee, the, excuse me, the trustor, which is the homeowner who spelled out what they wanted for that property, right? Um, if it was even to be sold and if it's supposed to be sold, who's the beneficiary, right? They name who's the trustee, who's going to be executing, administer, administering the trust, executing the trust is what we call the executor. Um, all that's important. All that's important, but can't happen if you're not doing it prior to you transitioning, prior you, prior to you moving on. Collectively as a family, um, especially if you have a matriarch or patriarchs, definitely invest in a living trust just so that it's done properly, right? Um, that will help a whole lot. That will help a whole, whole lot. Okay. So with that being said, gosh, this, this, I can't believe it's 45 minutes already. And <laughs> I really had in mind, I was going to come on here for 15, 20 minutes. And I was just going to talk about probates and trust, but you've gotten so much tonight in terms of, um, you got a goodie. So check your inbox for those of you who are members, check your inbox and CJ, you'll get your, you'll get this goodie. I think it's such an important tool to have um, and puts things in perspectives for people. And remember, if you are thinking about homeownership or you are a homeowner, you've already made your decision. You've already decided at the time of acquisition what is to happen to that property at time of death, which is why these conversations need to be had regularly, because you may not have been privy 
at that time of what you were doing, which is perfectly fine. It's new, it's overwhelming, it's a new experience, it's an unknown. And all you know is you want that dream of home ownership, which I commend you, is fantastic. But home ownership actually doesn't end at the closing table. That's when it begins and it becomes home retention, right? It comes legacy building, wealth building. How do we use this, this property um, to continue for our family or do other things, right? Um, and I'm always sensitive about that because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, don't sell, don't sell. But listen, you don't know what people are going through in the event of life events. I like to say every life event triggers a real estate need. And that sometimes shows up in the form of death, new marriage, divorce, job loss, new job, um, new baby, retirement, illness, all those things will, will affect someone's ability to retain their real estate. And this is why being aware about how do we use these tools? Um, how do we get connected with experts, excuse me, experts to support us in the decisions that we want to make for ourselves in our, in their best interest, right? The, the, um, in their best interest, your best interest, my best interest, even as an individual not as a professional, but as an in individual. As a professional, my fiduciary duty and my colleagues' fiduciary duties who act as real estate professionals, their fiduciary duty, just like the attorney, is to your best interests over our own. All right. With that being said, listen, I think we've had a great show tonight. Um, I'm really happy that it ended up um, going this direction where I was able to share with you all a little bit more about um, probates and trusts and vesting. And we're going to revisit this conversation about Medi-Cal. Medi-Cal, for those of you who have parents who are receiving Medi-Cal, because your property, your primary residence is exempt uh, when it comes to Medi-Cal. But guess what? We just read it. And that came from an attorney. And I've, he I've heard other attorneys state it and show the paperwork. They show the court proceedings that when the property owner dies, guess what? Medi-Cal and other creditors, anyone who has a claim can come and claim their rights to that estate. They want their money. And the last thing you want is to have to pay a check of 250,000 on Medi-Cal um, reimbursement claims. If the property ends up netting 250,000, that means you're left with nothing um, and probably end up in the negative after court fees and et cetera is, you know, worked out. So no fun, no bueno is exactly what ends up happening. All right. So let's get into our word of the week and we're going to wrap up the show for today. Um, word of the week is arbitration. Real estate word of the week is arbitration. Arbitration, arbitration, which by definition is a dispute resolution, a form of dispute resolution, voluntarily agreed to in contracts, authorizing a third party arbitrator to issue a binding award that cannot be reviewed or changed by court of law. And so this too, when you are negotiating real estate or any contracts for that matter, there's usually an arbitration and mediation clause. I suggest you fully understand that if you are initialing or you're agreeing to arbitrate, that essentially limits your ability to take your case to a court of law and, 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 and have a decision made in that right. Instead, the decision be made by an arbitrator and it becomes final. Um, and you lose your ability to potentially appeal that decision if you lose, all right? So we talked about some legal stuff here. Again, I gave you my disclaimer that I'm not an attorney, but it's very important because this is the stuff that's in real estate contracts, right? Um, real estate, by the way, real estate law is known as real estate. Real estate law is known as real estate 90% of the courses required to get your Juris Doctorate or to become an attorney, 90% of the courses in education is surrounded, um, excuse me, is, in, is highly inclusive of real estate, real estate contracts, real estate property, title, <laughs> vesting, all that. And so goes to show you, this is a big deal when we are dealing with real estate. 
which is why I love it. I love it. All right. I am your host and creator, founder, Lisa Porta, also known as Super Agent. I want to thank you for spending your Wednesday night with me. It's been an absolute pleasure. I will see you next week for another information-packed, powerful episode on Ready, Set, Real Estate. Do know that we have our January webinar, January 18th, first webinar. It's um, on properly preparing for home ownership if you're a first-time home buyer. And now's the time, the season where people are filing their taxes. They're looking to maximize their refund. And there are a few mistakes. And there's one main big mistake that first-time home buyers make on their taxes that they don't realize impacts their ability to qualify for a loan. All right. So I will be in that webinar. I'll be sharing a case study with you of a client that didn't know this was happening. And I think it's so paramount that you are paying attention to what is being filed and reported on your taxes by your tax preparer, because she was unaware that this was being done because most people who prepare taxes are promoting getting you the maximum refund, get the biggest refund, max refund. But at the end of the day, you're responsible for what's reported on your taxes. And the lender is looking at something specific that's going to ultimately impact your ability to be approved for a home loan. You don't want to miss this webinar. You don't want to make this mistake if you're in the season of home ownership planning. All right. So make sure you register on Eventbrite or become a law supporter. It's all inclusive of all our monthly webinars. You gain access and so much more. All right. Some member benefits, I like to say. This is the perks of it. All right. With that, I say, have a fantastic night. I'll see you tomorrow. Excuse me, not tomorrow. I'll see you next week. And um, have a great evening. <laughs>